Hey everybody, thanks for checking out our Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign. You can check out previous episodes on YouTube as well as your podcast platform of choice, and we stream new episodes each Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Twitch. While you're there, give us a follow and a subscription. We also do paint nights, RPG one-shots, some board games, and a bunch of other things, so be sure to check us out on twitch.tv slash tablehops. up everyone my name is krizik black knuckles but you can call me krizik if you want to call me black knuckles i know a great spot for a barn brawl you weak need a mouth breather i'm a goblin barbarian and you can usually find me in the underground biting pits of Waterdeep. swing swing take that you slimy rat ha ha if i'm not there you can also find me playing trumpet at the yawning portal with my band two napkins juicy we're pretty good i think anyway if you hey Hey, who are you calling tone deaf, you weasel face? Come here! Oh, hello. My name is Mav, and I am a kobold. I'm also a cleric for the kindest, most gentle and beautiful five-headed dragon goddess in all of the realms, Tiamat. I have left my home cave to travel the surface lands, spreading her good name and blessings. I've quickly made some new friends, and now, every night, we make different noises together that some people seem to enjoy. Natel Burdun hails from the city of Hartsvale, tucked into the meadow below the mighty ice spiders in northern Faerun. She split her time between the forest, growing her druidic abilities, and the city, where she grew up on heroic tales of her cousin Tavis Burdun, a ranger of legend and renown. Though she's still young for a furbolg, she begged her cousin and guardian to send her on her own adventure, hoping to create a safety net for his cousin, and hopefully help curb her habit of playing pranks on the advisory council. Tavis has sent her to Waterdeep to join the Emerald Enclave in order to bring back knowledge back to the city of Hartsville. Her hometown has seen an increasing amount of dark creatures come down from the spires and need help to find the root of the problem. My name is Valtrea of House Markester. But trust me, being of noble birth isn't all it's cracked up to be. I'm constantly asked to use my sorcerer's abilities for the good of the family, Valtrea. Well, sometimes the difference between good and evil isn't always clear. As an Azamar, this causes a bit of a moral dilemma. When Natel's cousin Tavis asked if I would accompany her south to Waterdeep, I of course jumped at the opportunity. I would finally show my family that I don't need their constant supervision to succeed. Plus, someone has to keep her out of trouble. Hey, Ennui here. Gods, this city can suck. But the most brilliant, and sadly underrated, artists in all of Waterdeep just asked me to help them out. Which I'll do, so long as my parents don't find out I'm out past curfew. I am Thoughtsy. I am the Wanti warlock of the group. I'm a little bit quieter and a little bit more reserved than some of the other party members. So after the concerts and while we're on our missions, I'm running around making sure we're not eating people and we're staying focused. But for everything that I put into the group, I'm also going through some kind of internal issues that I'm sure I'll feel up to sharing with the rest of our party and I'll I'll grow to trust them with my internal turmoils a little bit more as we go along. My name is Sneezework Gurgle Guts. I'm the finest goblin bounty hunter in all of Waterdeep. Nobody knows this filthy city better than I do. If you get a fugitive unit captured, I'm your man. And goblin. I'm not one of those fancy rangers who prance around the forest all day. 
cobblestone jungles where I roam, honing my investigation skills at the Sneezewarp People Capturing Agency. If you want my help, bring gold, bring jewels, maybe bring food, but uh, no dogs. Welcome everybody to Table Hops. Uh, we are now going to be continuing our Waterdeep Dragon Heist campaign, and if you tuned in last week, we kind of left on a big, heart-wrenching uh, cliffhanger as a fireball just obliterated the party. And today we're going to see what fate uh, comes upon these these heroes. You might notice uh, our friend Kenzie is going to be role-playing a different character tonight, and some of you who have seen our past episodes might already have been able to figure out who uh, that is, or remember who that is. Yes, there's a, there's a big hint. Axel Rose, ladies and gentlemen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so uh, we're going to get right in it. We're going to do this a little differently today. I'm going to read a little introduction, and then we have a few little um, sort of almost epilogues for three of our characters, and we'll see how this goes. Uh, Firemail in the uh, chat has an Applejack handy to toast our fallen heroes tonight. Yes, I think there will be some uh, tears shed, uh, I hope. Uh, not to be uh, malicious, but, it, you know, that means we made a good story if it pulls you in one way or the other. Or perhaps. So let's go ahead and begin with a quick little uh, recap in case you weren't here last time, just so we can, you know, all experience that again together today. Great. <laughs> Great. Yep. Yeah, you're you're in for some fun really if you weren't here yeah. last week. Just heads up. Spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> the heroes tracked the Stone of Galore, this artifact that they've been hunting for sessions now, uh, to the lair of a necromancer named Merkliv, and they tracked him down to the sewers under Waterdeep. They destroyed an army of skeletons that he was planning on unleashing. They witnessed a battle between Merkliv and uh, a group of Kenku, who were apparently sent by the Xanathar Guild to retrieve the stone. The Kenku escaped with the stone, and Merkliv decimated the party with a fireball spell. And then he went and chased after the Kenku. Our adventure tonight is going to start immediately after that fireball hits. Just so everyone is in... Uh, where this is so it makes sense as to how this is taking place so uh knows who's who at the yawning portal today we're going right into it is everybody ready yeah mm-hmm. no all right right after oh i think uh i pointed out if it's the character is uh us it's uh, right in the fireplace <laughs> <laughs> we found him <laughs> that's great that's all the right. only joke because i'm gonna be pretty miserable that's in a few minutes <laughs> all righty here we go everybody starting off right at the fireball blast the sound of merriment and clinking glasses fills the air of the yawning portal three strings strums the final chord of his ballad to a roar of cheers and raised mugs of overflowing ale and now bellows journey from behind the bar the moment you've all been waiting for Two napkins juicy! The entire tavern erupts in applause, and you feel the vibration of their stomping in the old floorboards of the tavern as their tears echo in the stone void of the tavern's namesake. Bonnie embraces three strings as the couple turns to watch your performance. Renair and Floon sit with Volo, sloppily raising their glasses, which you assume are far, far from their first drinks of the evening. Yagra Stonefist is sitting in one corner with Eistrid and Davil, who are both in a heated discussion, no doubt plotting some Black Network scheme. 
Yagra's attention is completely engaged in the band, however, and she gives a conspirational wink over the rim of her mug. A hissing sound takes your attention to the other side of the tavern, where you see steam emanating off of Embrick's broad shoulders. The fire genasi glares at Avi, who is crying with laughter, an empty mug positioned over his husband's head. Embrick playfully shoves Avi before pulling him in for a kiss, gesturing to Jordan to bring two more ales to their table. Your heart is filled with warmth as you prepare for your performance, surrounded by the friends you have made in the short amount of time since your first experience in the old tavern. The first notes of your song echo away to silence. The stone floor of the sewer resonates heat, which you find strange in the cold and damp environment. The smell of sulfur hangs in the air as a memory of blinding light and searing pain overtakes your senses. A hiss of moisture being evaporated by the remnants of Merkliff's fireball spell is the only sound you can recognize over the ringing of the ears from the explosion. You think you see a hint of movement and perhaps voices? It all starts to fade. You're so tired. All you want to do is let go. And now we're going to start with Natel. So, Natel, cool. in the Facebook chat, I'm going to send you the longest message I've ever sent you. Okay. And this is going to be uh, what happens to you. And uh, here we go, everybody. Let me just... Didn't realize how long this was till I cut and pasted it. There you go. <laughs> the eyes say it all, everybody. Natal <laughs> <clears throat> pulls pulls her furs tighter around her body, fighting against the cold of the surrounding forest. Waterdeep has made me soft. The purple thinks to herself as she attempts to track Tavis's footprints towards Icewind Dale. She can't help but feel a nagging thought in the back of her mind. What am I forgetting? She wonders. As she wanders through the darkening forest, voices begin to play in her mind. What are they saying? Was that something about rats? She turns to her friend Veltrea to ask if she hears the voices as well, but there's no one beside her. A small shadow moves in her periphery, and she is surprised as an instinctual, Marv, don't eat that, escapes her lips. Marv? Her eyes fill with tears as memories of the kobold and goblins of her friends flood her mind. A faint cry of tactics echoes through the trees, and Natal looks with hope towards the source of the sound. But she is alone. Her pack is gone. She falls to her knees in the snow, head in her hands. Natal slowly looks up and studies the track she is following. She realizes in horror that she is following the circle of her own footsteps. The darkness envelops her as she is as all hope is extinguished. Not yet, my child, a voice calls. Natal doesn't hear the voice so much as it fills her mind. Who? Natal asks, staring into the darkness. Your time has not yet come, the voice continues. Jareth? Natal calls to the dark, her memories of the Lady of Falconmere returning to her. You are a stubborn one, Natal, the voice continues. When I task my summer striders, I expect them to follow my command with no question. There is a sternness to the voice that chills Natal's very core mimicking the shivering of her body in the snow. Instead, you refuse to divulge the identities of the very doppelgangers I tasked you with finding. For what reasons? A fire begins to burn inside Natalis as she yells into the darkness, because they meant no harm, because all they want to do is live in peace, because they deserve to live as much as anyone else, because they were my friends. There's a long silence, and Natal begins to worry that the demigod has abandoned her. 
You remind me much of myself when I was young, the voice responds softly. The Enclave needs more like you, Mattel. Initiates that will further the cause, not with blind obedience, but with heart. I understand I put you in a difficult situation, and I'm sure it won't be the last, but I think you will learn soon the reason for my concerns regarding the shifters. Natal feels a sense of weightlessness as the forest slowly dissolves around her. The Enclave will send reinforcements to Hartsville to help your people, Jareds continues. In the meantime, you have unfinished business to attend to. The fate of Waterdeep now lies with you and the remainder of your pack. Even my power has its limits. Limits. After this, your destiny is your own. Rise, Natal. A bright light envelops the Firbolg. When her eyes adjust, she finds herself staring at a stone ceiling, figures moving in the dark around her. All right, Krizik, you're next. Okay. Oh god, these are really long. (laughs) (laughs) They're all long. That's great. Come on! It's going to be fun! Krizik yells encouragingly as he puts on his finest garb. Sneezewort looks less than enthused about his fancy clothes. I can't move in this. I I feel ridiculous. But Sneezewort... (laughs) But Sneezewort, it's not every day we get to go to the opera. Krizik continues, trying to straighten his friend's gaudy bow tie. How often are goblins able to attend such places? We're like, we're like the bosh, the the buzz, the 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 fancy people. (laughs) That's just it, Krizik. Sneezewort replies with a sigh. We aren't fancy people. We're goblins. Sometimes I think you forget that. Krizik looks curiously towards Sneezewort, tilting his head to the side. Well, yeah, of course we're goblins, Sneezewort. But haven't you wanted to be something more? No, exclaims Sneezewort. I'm, I'm happy with who I am. I'm proud of it. I'm a green-skinned, rat-eating, dog-chopping gobbo, and I love it. Krizik stares in disbelief as Sneezewort tears off his bow tie and throws it to the ground, stomping over and over. There's a brief moment of silence as Sneezewort catches his breath. Krizik, you're a good friend. Lots of people don't understand us, but we have each other. Sometimes I feel like you aren't happy with who you are. Always trying to be like the long legs, dressing nice and eating food that doesn't run away from you. I mean, look at your funny wooden legs. Krizik looks over at the stilts leaning against the door, and then down at the collected fabric of the long pants he's wearing to go over top of them. Yeah, I guess I see your point. Sneezewort sighs and puts a hand on his friend's shoulder. Look, buddy, the world might not always understand you. Sometimes they look down on us. Yeah, they usually have to, interrupts Krizik. What I mean to say, continues Sneezewort, is don't let anyone change who you are or make you feel ashamed for being you. You're a hell of a goblin, Krizik, and a hell of a friend. You know, you're right, Sneezewort, Krizik says after a moment of contemplation. I'm still going to go to the opera, but I'm going as me! He yells triumphantly as he tears off his pants in a single flourish. That's the spirit, Sneezewort says with a smile as Krizik gives him a big hug. You go ahead to the opera. I'm going to sit this one out. Well, if you're sure, says Krizik as he heads towards the door. Maybe we can hunt some rats later? Sure. Sounds nice, says Sneezewort softly. Well, goodbye, Sneezewort, Krizik says as he opens the door. Goodbye. 
replies Sneeze, word barely above a whisper. Krizik turns one last time to look at his friend, but there's no one there. All right, and Marv. <clears throat> Jack, if you're watching or you watch later, I hope I did Sneeze word a little bit of justice there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. It's good. Definitely not crying yet. <laughs> not even a little. I think I was nope. the first. <laughs> Deep in the subterranean tunnels of the Undermountain, a kobold is hunting a bioluminescent fungus to add to his increasing collection. A faint glow directs his attention down one tunnel in particular. He is surprised to find a glow increases as he makes his way down to the tunnel. And a rising warmth moves against his red scales. He continues to follow the tunnel to a large open chamber. A magnificent waterfall of molten lava pools into a large crevice in the center of the cave. The stifling heat and sudden brightness of the room caused the kobold to raise an arm, shielding his eyes. The shape slowly emerges from behind the torrential lava, and the very foundation of the cave shakes as it moves towards the tiny creature. The actual size of the figure is hard to conceive as various long shapes move away from the central form silhouetted by the molten conflagration. The kobold, the kobold looks up at the figure. Oh, hello, my name is Mars. Yes, I know, replies the figure in a low growl that seems to surround the small kobold, <laughs> almost as if it's coming from multiple mouths. Oh, well, that's good, replies Marv. Have you heard of the blessings of Tiamat? There's a long silence. Yes, I am familiar. The ominous figure replies. Wonderful, exclaims the kobold. She's the best. I think of all the realms. She's the hero of the most kind and beautiful queen of the dragons. Uh, I agree. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more, the voice replies in a deep rumble. Perhaps a chuckle? Although, ah, uh, sounds the kobold. I have heard rumors people are spreading about Tiamat may have died. How can they say such horrible things? There's no way that that could be true, right? Have you seen all, have you seen all living savior? I suppose you could say that, the figure rumbles. I wouldn't worry, young one. Tiamat is very powerful, as you well know, and a being of such magnificence are hard to keep away forever. This is true, says Marv. Wow, you're really big. I'm glad you don't want to eat me. I'm having a little trouble seeing you, though. It's very bright in here. Do not worry, Tiny Marv. Just continue to preach the teachings of Tiamat. Perhaps with enough followers, she will rise again. Oh, well, that's a wonderful blessed day that will be, Marv explains. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't get your name. Never mind that now. The voice continues as it moves closer, engulfing Marv in shadow. Marv, the cleric of Tiamat, it's time for you to wake up. Wake up, says Mark. What do you, uh... uh... His voice trails off as five large shapes begin to surround him. Marv's eyes grow wide with those shapes as he begins to materialize into faces. As his vision focuses, the face of his companions are looming over him. Oh, hello! <laughs> he exclaims. <laughs> Great job <laughs> reading those guys. <laughs> it sounded good in my head, but to hear you guys read it is so much better. 
That was really good, Chris. Ooh, that was very good. Cool. Yeah, Ooh, that was good. <laughs> so uh, let's return uh, to the. Oh, excuse me. Let's return to the uh, display. Uh, where I will uh, show you guys. Sorry uh, if you're watching. The, the display is a little wonky right now as I switch screens. Uh, we're going to go to where we were before, where all this took place. If you guys want to find your uh, little tokens there. And I'm going to just adjust the, uh, the screen here as I'm having a little bit of issues with my frames. Cat uh, is singing your praises pretty much, just letting you know. Oh, good. I'm glad she should have had alcohol ready, and how dare y'all make me feel these feelings? Uh, <laughs> was, uh, so a heart, I didn't there's realize, your review. I didn't realize how attached to these characters I have become until I started writing this. I'm like, oh, this isn't good. This isn't good. <laughs> yeah, they're very, very good, and I love them very much. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, so, uh, if you have serv- if you had just uh, said a um, one of those epilogues, if you would give yourself one hit point. should be able to see where we're at uh as you're you, yeah so uh valtrea is going to be joining us next week so i'm just going to give her one hit point here uh we'll have to hear from her when it's uh, her turn to do that um now sure you hear some that. uh sounds emanate from this uh uh sewer system and down the stairs you see figures running in uh you can't. They don't quite come into focus yet, but you hear um, Ennui's, uh startled gasp, seeing uh, her friends just in the smoking ash of this of this room. Um, so from this point, I'm going to be Floon. Uh, Kenzie, you're Renair, and you should have control of that token. And Ennui, you should see yourself on the map. And uh, with okay. that, guys, we can do this however you want to do it. Uh, Holy fucking shit! <laughs> um, I will immediately run over and try uh, to uh, spare the dying on anybody still on the ground um, as uh, best as I can. I'm closest to Valtrea, so I'm going to try to see if I can, you know, get her where at least she's breathing or something. Rushing over Valtrea and just sort of uh, checking to see if she is still with the living, you do uh, feel a very soft breath. Uh, she is breathing. She just appears to be in critical condition. You also see that she's rather splayed out, and her hand is just right below Critic's shoulder. Um, so you assume that, you know, before this went down, maybe she was casting some healing magic of some sort. Okay. Uh, you do see Krizik, Marvin, Atel. Uh, they're lying on their backs on the ground, but they are kind of moving and, and uh, moaning a little bit. It, se- it seems like they're alive, but uh, that's all you hear. I'm gonna, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna like get up and shake my head and, and, and see, see Sneezewort and Botsy. I'm gonna try to. I mean, I'm gonna just keep until I recognize that it's not working spare the dying but they're not coming back your magic Don doesn't Lee's seem to have any effect it, it sort yeah. of emanates them in a glow and then that fades away yeah and Ennui was going to go person to person but she sees Marv doing this and it just kind of hits her quicker that this is if this isn't working if the cleric can't do it then she can't she can't She can't fix it 
Uh, I'm, I'm even going to try it on Duke Duke. Duke Duke, whose fur is pretty much burnt off all on one side at this point, is completely immobile and doesn't seem to respond to your magic. Krizik starts to move and he sort of he sort of blinks awake and he move, he sits up really like slowly like he he can definitely still feel like burns everywhere uh, and he sees uh, he sees Sneezewort uh, and he, he sees people moving around uh, and he looks around and he's like ah that was that was that was rough guys um is is everybody okay is is everybody okay krizik just just oh take a take a second because you're you're hurt too Uh, i I mean yeah but we 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 gotta we, we don't know when they're gonna come back. We we gotta go after him. My my aunt getting up. Come, come, don't don't be an idiot. Come on! And he reaches over and he sort of like he sort of like he makes a motion like he's gonna like smack sneezer and he's like come come on sneezer come on let's go we 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 gotta go. Krizik. What uh, what? <laughs> He, not, not, ev- not everyone made it, Krizik. Krizik sort of takes a moment to realize what you're saying, and he he looks over at Sneezewort and sort of he looks confused at first, and then he sort of like and he sort of moves over to Sneezewort and starts to starts to shake him like wake up come on sneezewort we we gotta go come on we, we, we gotta go sneezewort let's he, let, let's go sneezewort come on he can't krizik he can't well, well he krizik looks over at, at marv like do you have any do you have any healing left why haven't you gotten him up yet he's not keeping up he he tried. I don't. I, I don't understand. It's it's magic. Oh. At this point, I um, I I start to sit up, and um, it just takes me a minute to get my bearings, and I am. Um, uh, I see Krizik trying to wake up Sneezewort, and I realize that he is beyond all help, and. I just pull Krizik into me and onto my lap, and they say, I, there's some things even magic can't fix. Uh, and I just hold him. And I'm kind of moving through at this point because Natal's got Krizik, and even though Natal's hurt, she's she's okay. I mean, we need to get Valtrea out, but no one's, like, just for the sake of, yeah, I've seen Marv tried to heal Thotsy, but I'm, I'm heading over to see if there's anything. You know, is she breathing? Is she anything? And there just, there just isn't. She's gone too. When Natel starts to pick up 
Krizik, he he resists a lot. Uh, he keeps trying to. He's he's getting sort of hysterical. Like he's really trying to. He's still trying to get back to Sneezeworth's body. Uh, and then after, I, I mean, he's still really weak, and Nutella's just bigger. <laughs> so eventually, Krizik just sort of. He starts crying, like he starts to cry, and then it just sort of builds. Uh, and after uh, after a while, he just sort of like collapses, and he's crying into his hands. And you can hear him saying, like he's just sort of muttering to himself, but you can hear like not not, not sneeze for it, not sneeze for it too, not not again, no. <laughs> So Floon is in full sobs at this moment. Uh, as you look over, he's trying to keep himself under control. Renair, um, also with tears in his eyes, you do see a slight tremble, which at first you think is sadness, but as you look into the expression on his face, it seems to be like pure rage, seeing that the people that saved his life are now, some of them have passed away. Yes, this is a very rageful face. <laughs> Why aren't they getting up? Though. I understand death. It's it's all death uh, below us. Everything is death. But why did they die? We were looking for a rock. A rock, right? That's all it was. A rock. And they... It was a rock that led to treasure. And people are greedy and they will do horrible things for greed. Marv. I got out of the there when I left. I, uh, it's you know everybody is is always on the verge of dying. It's not a, an uncommon thing to wake up and your entire family's slaughtered next to you. You just move on and go about your day, but you don't care. Up here though, everybody seems to care, but everybody still kills everybody. I don't get it. Yeah, if, I don't get it either. If we all have if everybody cares, why are we doing this? Floon recounts how he, him and Renair came out of uh, the tavern and saw um, smoke emanate from apparently a sewer entrance and strange uh, hooded figures running out. Uh, and they went to look and investigate. On the way through, they ran into Ennui and oh, you know, Ennui, knowing that what her compatriots were up to, they put the clues together and ended up finding them down here. Um, Floon and Renair did see the figures run by and saw the direction they went, but they were moving quickly. And then a small gnome uh, in wizard-like garb chasing after them soon after. Um, if Renair probably is feeling revenge at this point, Renair, uh, Kenzie, he's very hot-headed. Yes, uh, we're gonna go after them right now. Hey, hold no, on. We've, no, no, we're not. Got no, we, no. no, I'll go after them right now. Y'all, no, you're, not. you're not going by yourself. You should come back up with us and maybe okay. just be with us. I would, that would like. Be, that would be very nice. We. It, it, okay. It, it looks like Valtrea still needs help. Um, I'll carry her. Out. The first, the first thing is we need to get, we need to get her, and we need to. 
I guess we need to take the others somewhere. Would everyone, uh, would everyone... I don't want to leave them down here. Gather around for just ten minutes and and hang tight for just so that we can get out of here safely. I can't, I don't want to lose anyone else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Are you saying you would like to rest for a short period of time? No, I would like to spend ten minutes to cast prayer of healing. Fair enough. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So yeah. Uh, uh, before you use another spell slot, just I hate getting into mechanics at this point, but I am going to allow you to all do a short rest as long as you're immediately going after the Kenku. Does that make sense? Yes. Uh, yeah. I don't really want to immediately like, go after the Kenku. Or, I don't or have fine. To Not necessarily doing that, but uh, you you are allowed a short rest before you get out of the sewer. Is basically what I'm saying. Right. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to let you make okay. you go out uh, on one hit point. <laughs> say we also, yeah, if someone we trips. also, I, I know t- t- some people had on them. There were two. I know there were two health potions. I don't know if any got used last time or take Thoughtsy's health potions. I was going to say, I think Sneezework had the yeah. other one, and I still have healing spells left too. Yeah, I think you yeah. know your yeah. comrades would want you to have those potions. I've got yeah. I've got healing words and prayer of healing. I've still got all of those saved because I wasn't planning on waking us up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Renair, you realize that uh, if we're going to get the people home, then perhaps a uh, a coach would be the best way to do it. And being a nobleman, you are loaded, so it'd be very easy for you to to wave one down. Um, I do put I I put Krizik down. Um. And I just checked myself and I realized that I've completely lost all of my hair. <laughs> and I look, I reach up and I feel like I've lost half of an ear too. It's just completely burnt off. Um, and I go and I pick up Sneezewort and I go and I pick up Botsy and I'm like, okay, we, we need to go now. Okay. Uh, I, um, I'm going to uh, go over and pick up the piece of shit slab of wood that I constantly use as a shield and see that it's scorched up to high heaven and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna leave it down there. That it's works. not worth it. Um, uh, Krizik is, is kind of like, he's stopped crying at this point. Um, but when when Natel uh, like goes over and starts to pick up Sneezewort's body, he's like, no! No! I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll carry it. I'll carry Sneezewort. Please... Let let me carry him. Oh, I, I, I have to. Please, can you carry him? He can. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he is small but mighty. <laughs> uh, he literally has rage to fuel him. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will. Yeah. I'll put Sneezewort's body down in Chris's arms. So as you know with me, resurrection, no matter where it comes, you don't come back fully whole. I like Natel's flavor mm-hmm. of the burnt hair and damaged ear. Uh, Krizik and Marv, I need you to do the same thing, and if you don't want to decide yeah. now, I can rando for it later. Uh, uh, how I look, you mean? It could be that. It could be something emotional scarring. It could be something like that, oh, but you don't uh, come yeah. back whole. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, so like my uh, besides, besides my uh, tried and true uh, piece of wood that I use as a shield being uh, disintegrated uh, basically um, Marv is um, uh, he's feeling very empty uh, and uh, 
a lot more of uh, Tiamat's sort of presence is in him right now. <laughs> Whether he knows it or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he's like, maybe uh, one of his little, one of his little uh, cobalt horns is, is, is broken. Okay. Cracked. Um, I, I kind of also felt like you nailed it on the head where he's kind of feeling remorse for the first time. He's he yeah. not used to that feeling, so I think that is is, is good. Uh, and Krizik, what do you think? Of, what do you think Krizik is? How is this uh, I think so. I think when the fireball went off, uh, Krizik dodged. He tried to dodge, and so he like he like kind of threw an arm up in front of his face, but. Uh, so part of his face, like, from, like, all up the side of his face, there's, like, a huge burn scar. Okay. And because of, like, because of his mohawk, because it's, like, shaved on the sides, it, like, you can see it, like, it, his ear on that side is ragged. Okay. And it, like, reaches all the way back. And, yeah, his, his mohawk is, like, burned down. Like, it's, it's, like, basically stubble at this point. All right. Very good. Um, so, uh... Renair, you and Floon are able to um, track down a coach large enough to carry your party. Uh, just then, the watch, the city watch, appears uh, to the scene, smoke rising from the from the um, sewer system up into the streets. What would you like to say to them? I don't even know. Uh, you can say whatever you want. Let's roll for initiative. Let's oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> um, In a rage, I'm killing everybody. I think at this point, Anwi is trying to help get people moved upstairs and just go from go from there and um do the city watch say anything to us first or do i need to start that conversation uh it, it looks like you are um because i don't know how aware of her surroundings she would be i think someone would have to say something to Anwi first uh, yeah, I don't stop to talk to them. I just am on autopilot to go to Falconmere to talk to Jareth and figure out what to do. Because we're obviously Falcon. like, and, you know, yeah. we obviously probably look a mess. Like, they're all singed. The rest of us have been crying, things like that. So, I mean, right. the City Watch is going to know something that happened, but I don't know that they're going to imagine that, you uh, know, we so murdered these people. As, as, you appro- as they approach you and everything's sort of coming into focus, uh, you see a look on their um, face, not of accusation, but of concern as they, they're basically looking to see what happened here. Uh, one of the, uh, it looks like to be one of the officers you recognize um, as one of Sneezewort's friends, Janelle Steelshield. Um, they were friends, uh, they worked oh, God, cases you're just before. just going to keep killing us, aren't you? And so <laughs> yeah. uh, they are looking... Uh, towards you with concern, so they're looking for answers. Um, Natel is rising up with with um, Thotsy's, uh corpse in her hands, out of the sewers, um, hell bent on heading to Falconmare. What, what I think as like it starts to, to click in my head that she's a friend of Sneezewarts, and as Krizik comes up, mm-hmm. like I sort of hear Krizik coming, and I kind of walk in front of her, and I'm like you may not want to see this they just uh, there was a fireball and it's sneeze wart didn't make it uh, and i'm s- trying to like obscure i'm trying to like kind of in that protective sense of like look i don't know if you want to see this we didn't you know kind of way 
Uh, as you say this, uh, Krizik is, is sort of appears behind you carrying his friend. It, it's it, she. She doesn't see the full on damage done to sneeze work, but from what you're saying, she does recognize that that's who's being carried out. You see uh, mm-hmm. her eyes kind of well up with tears. She looks towards her men as she composes herself, says, "Help these people however they need it." And they start uh, heading to uh, the, the coach is ready, uh, and uh, you're able to place the bodies on there. Yeah, uh, we have one more. Uh, down below that she's injured she can't get up on her own can you help us get her up Valtrea she's she's alive but we need to we need to get her back and get some help to her so so Fluin is already trying to to help her up uh and uh the a couple of the city watch go down and also assist and they get Valtrea's body onto the the coach as well um the city watch pays the coachman um and basically that's where you get to go so from uh here everybody um we're going to uh, see where our adventure takes us, but I know that uh, Ennui uh, is going to have to uh, depart, and for canon's sake, we're going to say that Ennui is going to accompany me of Altrea to whatever temple or wherever they're going to get help to uh, heal uh, yeah. the fallen uh, compatriot, and we'll see what happens. So uh, stay tuned, everyone. We'll be back in just about five minutes. See you soon. characters made it some didn't uh, as we've um, got a coach to take the adventurers back to recuperate and rest up uh, the uh, necromancer and Kenku have darted off to the darkness lost sight of them and the uh, city watch has come to help the heroes uh, as you uh, are you walking beside the uh, coach are you getting on on board or what are you what are you feeling on this point probably pretty worn out Um, um. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty worn out. I'm probably riding in the coach or on top of it or whatever. Okay, uncharacteristically yeah. quiet. Yeah, I think I think Krizik is still cradling Sneezewort's body, but he's he's sitting in the carriage. Yeah, I haven't let go of Fatsy. Uh, Renair, mm. you you may be having a identity crisis at this moment where you haven't really developed this character, but, um, yeah, I'm sitting here like, I don't know how to play like a nobleman. (laughs) This guy is just a, he, he's a, he's a party boy. Uh, but he takes his, um, he takes himself seriously. And like whenever he takes himself seriously, he takes himself exceptionally seriously. And he tends to dive in head first before. Um, yeah, he's very rarely seen serious, but when he's serious, he's full on. When he's serious, is he like Angelette full fury? Yeah, usually punch okay. first. Okay, awesome. There Let's you go. go. <laughs> there you go. Big hitty boy. So, what is he? Th- what is he thinking now? Seeing you know these people that he's he's grown attached to. Yeah, like they saved my life, so I'm gonna go try to use the weight that I have as a nobleman and pressure people to go after the Renku or give me the supplies or Kenku, sorry, and I can go after the Kenku and figure out how to get revenge on them. Alright. Like This is going to be purely revenge driven. So, Renair wants to go after the Kenku and definitely the Necromancer. Yes. Uh, oh yeah, him first. Like Krizik, what, what is your goal at this moment? Uh, or is it still too fresh to, to really formulate one? I think I think Krizik is uh, 
Krizik is still somewhat in shock, um, but he it all it's sort of like there's like a very very small drop of I can't believe that this is the second time that I've lost someone important to me and he's he wants to I think once he sort of has some more time I think he'll absolutely want to go after the Stone of Galore first because that's the reason they were down there right? and he wants to he wants to find the Stone of Galore for Sneezewort and then after that he's going to want to find the Necromancer fair enough for himself Natal what's going through your character's mind or your, your mind so just Natal just feels like a feeling of abject failure like she failed to co- to keep her family safe um, and Farbolgs only live you know with four to ten other creatures at a time so this was her family and she's she wants to go after the necromancer not out of a sense of revenge because it's not she never feels the need for revenge it's not really in her nature but to protect who is left fair and uh marv is how's marv deal what does he want to do um marv will uh uh he's uh feeling very uh frustrated um he uh feels like he didn't uh protect the people uh with his with his gifts well enough uh and uh this is the first time in his life he's experienced loss even though he's lost a lot um he'll absolutely go with Rania right now to take care of it all right so he's feeling that same uh need for for vengeance uh as the uh coach is slowly moving along uh some of the watch begins to disperse the crowd that's gathered at this explosion site um uh, Steel Shield is staying with. Um, see, you see, like a respect on her face for Sneezewort. Uh, apparently, their relationship went a little deeper uh, in, in his uh, bounty hunting expeditions. Apparently, they knew each other pretty well. Um, as the ca- the cart is slowly moving uh, north, I- I'm assuming you're going to want to head towards the the temple closest to your home, which is the um, Holy Hands House for Valtrea that seems to be your that's where you guys went to uh, speak with the dead with the gnome Uh, that's probably the best place or you can try Falconmare it's really up to you guys I think that's where Natal would go just because she doesn't she doesn't know anybody else at any of the temples she's not from here okay uh so so the standard operating procedure for the watch would be to take injured people uh to to that um temple because it's just it's open to everyone it's like an open healing house it's a hospital basically 
So if you if you are asking to take them to Falkenmere, they could probably be convinced, but they most likely have never set foot in there. Okay, I think Nintel would be more concerned with figuring out how best to honor Thoughtsy and Sneezeward at this point. Okay. Not taking care of, you know, hurts. Fair enough. Um, so with this, I need everybody, all four of you, to please roll a perception check. Okay. I haven't even pulled up my character sheets. <laughs> All right, Natal, as you're looking oh, north towards where the cart is heading with uh, Valtrea and um, your fallen comrades, and south back towards Falconmere, where uh, a nagging need to discuss things with Jareth is pulling at you, you see a couple of figures. It looks like they're huddled behind a few barrels on one of the cross streets. Uh, they seem to be moving up towards you. However, when they see the watch... Uh, it tends to uh, dissuade them and they sort of keep their distance uh, but they are frantically waving their arms to try and get uh, your attention I tell the party to stop Uh, are you going to tell the whole coach to stop because as far as I understand yes I'm going to tell the entire coach to stop alright so uh, you yell it out and uh, Steel Shield looks around she's like uh, if we must, but your your friend is in, in critical condition. We need to get her to the temple immediately. Did we not heal Valtrea? No. She, well, she's not dead, but she's unresponsive. She needs to go. Oh, shit, I want a healing word her. <laughs> okay. Well, this is a plot point where she needs to go to the temple. Yeah. Okay. Um. So you could disembark from the coach, but it's heading to the hospital. Okay. Or you okay. can look closer. Um, that's no, that's fine. I, I look at Krizek and I'll like, I'll meet you guys there, and I Where? hop off. You Wait, see where are you going? Hop off the wagon. What would the rest of you like to do? Um, I, I I'm sorry, I'm having a little trouble understanding the. Uh, uh, layout right now. Oh, sure. It's where, where are we heading and why? And, and so who let is me just stopping um, us? Let me just set the scene again. So on the map, and I'll show everyone in, at home this, this green X is about where the explosion happened. The cart is taking Valtrea, who's in critical condition, to the house um, of the, uh, the Holy Hands house near your manor house mm. to uh, recover her. She's alive, but very injured. Ennui it doesn't want to leave her side. She's going to get her the help she needs. This coach is heading north towards that um, sort of hospital, let's say. While you're riding in this coach, Natel notices a few figures waving frantically at her. Um, and just to make it even more clear, as you look at the figures, you notice that they're quite young. Uh, you notice oh. a uh, sort of rotund little, little gentleman, ah. uh, and then a uh, the girl Nat, the the mute girl, uh, Squidly. Uh, the um, uh, the tiefling is not among them. He's not there, and uh, the two uh, urchins have um, have tears in their eyes, but they look to be afraid of the watch. So now it's basically what you guys okay. like to do. All right. Um. Yeah, I 
I'll ask Kurzik. Kurzik, would you mind staying with Thotsy and Sneezewort? I'm going to go talk to um, Jinx and Nat. They're trying to get my attention, but they don't want to get close to the guard. Kurzik's uh, like, yeah, whatever, yeah. So, not to railroad you, but I'm kind of hoping you all go check out these kids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. Yeah, it's fine. Right, I, 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 I'm ready to go kill the wizard. Uh, it's fine too. Yeah, yeah. Krizik, yeah. If if you guys insist that Krizik comes along, wait. Then. Is Ennui? Is Ennui with? Ennui's going to be Ennui, staying Ennui's with Ennui's Andrea, Andrea to make sure she gets the help she needs. Oh, okay. Well, if Ennui, all right. If Ennui is staying, then I'm like. Ennui will guys, accompany think- me, accompany Valtrea and the bodies of um, Sneezewort and uh, uh, Thoughtsey to the Holy Hands house. Okay. okay then I look at I look at um at Chris and Marvin like um Jinx and Nat need our help. It looks like. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. and this at this point, like I'm not willing to let anybody else. Like, so yeah, I just, yeah. I think before before Krizik leaves the carriage, he'll look at Ennui and say, uh, "Don't don't let them do anything. Just don't don't let them do anything to Sneezeworth's body." Okay. And then yeah, just he wait, he turns wait for us, please. Yeah, and he turns and takes two gold coins out of his uh, money pouch. Okay. Assuming it's still in one piece. <laughs> uh, and he presses one gold coin into each of Sneezewort's hands. Okay. And then disembarks. Very good. So you're, um, they're in good hands. Ennui will make sure they are safe. And with this, you disembark from the coach and head towards the two urchins, um, wondering where the third one is, as they're usually in a trio. And I just want to say, I am going to be drinking the Too Juicy IPA. I have two cans left, one for today, one for next week. And then they're gone. <laughs> All right. So with this, you run up to them, and they're, they're crying. Uh, Nat is frantically moving her hands, trying to communicate. Uh, and and uh, they look to be in a panic. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jinx, can you, can you translate for us? What is Nat trying to tell us? Uh... Uh, the boy uh, catches his breath and he says we were just playing we, we didn't think anything would happen what, what do happened? you guys mean well you know the old tower in the dark in the uh, in the dock ward we were just playing hide and seek like like we normally do like like we did in your mansion however that's how you ended up boiling in a tub <laughs> yeah but we're young and we don't think that good <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we don't think too good uh, and then this road figure came in ch- apparently being chased by someone else and they grabbed Squidly and uh, we couldn't do anything about it please can you help us what do the figures look like I mean the, f- the first one had the longest nose I've ever seen Walk a black okay. piece of shawnee nose. I could just see the shape, but he was wearing a hood, and I just saw this this point coming out of his hood. Ah. Yeah, okay, that's oh, one of the bird things. Here. Are there any um crates or anything around here? Sure. All right, I'm gonna smash one. Do it. You just I do it. Smash and it, and I rage, take- startling uh, Nat as she jumps back. It's spawn, and I pick up the biggest piece and I strap it to my arm. Just point to the, just point where they are. 
quick, follow us. And they start scampering off, uh, darting through alleyways. Uh, it's hard to keep up with them, uh, as they seem to know the, the city like the back of their hand. Eventually, you come to a large tower. Uh, it seems to be in the top of the tower. There's a small light source of some sort, maybe a torch. And you hear um, some sort of commotion, uh, strange noises, um, but no sa- no no uh, no one's no words you can um, decipher. Okay. Um, once they show us the building, I bend down to Jinx and Nat, and I tell them to go to um, back to our house and wait for us there. Under no circumstances are they to come in with us. Uh, Where's the red one? Huh? What? what? Where's the red one? I'm oh, asking uh, where the. He's the one who got uh, captured by the apparent oh, Kenko. Ken- okay. He's uh, in the tower, yeah. apparently. He's in the tower. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. The, the, the two uh, urchins look to you. Uh, uh, Nat stomps her foot and then does some sort of gesture with her hand, who Jenk says, uh, Nat's right. We, we should come with you. We can help. No. Please don't. We just lost two of our party members. I cannot. I can't lose anybody else today. Please go wait at our house. L- lost? What do you mean? We'll talk about it later. Just please go wait for us, and we'll we'll come. We'll be back. All right. Uh, the two sort of huddle up, and then Jenk says, "Well, you've always been there for us. We'll do what you say. We'll meet you back at your house." Thank you. And the the two urchins disappear. Uh, the tower looms in front of you. I'm Music gonna... squares his shoulders, and he's the first one to head to the door. Oh, okay. Five right. <laughs> second, apparently. <laughs> you well, I've got longer legs. legs. So I kind of get, I get in front. <laughs> you catch up quick. All right, hold yeah. on. Before I go in, I do an inventory um, of how many healing potions that we might have left. Okay. I, I don't know how many that is. I you have two. I've never had any. Let's say you I, have uh, two. I think we found two. Yeah, we found two. I never had one. Um, would Renair have think, any on him? Uh, Renair would not. He came from a bar. Uh, I think Sneezewort had one. You know, them. following that logic, I do get in a lot of uh, bar fights. I think I should have uh, stocked up at least two. Uh, any night before I go one for the bar fight and one for the hangover afterwards. Nah, so you usually win the fight. So canonic, I, I, I'm a real <laughs> bitch. I get a black eye and I'm in pain. I will give you one regular healing potion as a hangover cure. Thank you. Okay. Um, there we go. Yeah, I think you should I'm just pretty sure Sneezewort had point, one of the healing potions, so I'll go ahead and say that... I uh, think you had one from Krizik, one from Thotsy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Let's just go with that. Okay. And I just. Okay. All right. Before you know, I see Krizik and I see Marv running, and I'm just like, guys, you get hurt. You tell me right away. Yes. The same. Everyone, please. I'll, I'll be better this time. It yeah. wasn't your all fault, right. Marv. Marv. None of this is your fault. It wasn't your fault. The uh, the the door uh, to this old ancient uh, um, tower is ajar. It's still a door. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. Um, um. Krizik doesn't, like, everybody gets up to the door and Krizik just tries to shove it open. Like, 
All right, without taking any precautions, uh, Krizik bashes open the door, and uh, inside you see a, an old, uh, what seems to be some sort of vegetable. There's vegetable, not vegetable. Vegetable? Uh, uh, vegetable. <laughs> there's rotting tapestries adorning the walls. Mud and dirt have accumulated on the floor. If you wouldn't mind uh, grabbing your dudamicles and placing them in here, uh, Kenzie, if you don't see Renair, I can throw them in there for you. I don't know if he's I in your journey. Which have. one is the door we uh, just came in? Here we are. Uh, top north. Okay. All, uh, yeah, the top one. Okay. Ooh, you're nope, you're heading that. south. Yeah. Uh, Smee's word is the anti-Dubois. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not here. letting me click and drag him. Okay, uh, like, yeah, I, I, th- I thought I might have to do him. Where is he? Renair, he's there, like right. almost at the bottom. Kaboink! Oh, oh he's Kaboink. on the wrong layer. I'm on the wrong layer. Don't know how to do things. Oh, Marv is inside Renair. Oh, I don't want to say. Oh, that <laughs> oh no! There you go. <laughs> he didn't appear until after you moved me. I didn't see him. Sorry, <laughs> I had to move him over. Yes, I couldn't click on him. All right, so we're all here. Uh, there's a door to the south. Uh, Renair, you know that this tower was owned by a wizard at some time, but that was a long time ago when you were just a kid. No one seems to have owned it since, so it seems to be an abandoned tower. There is a door to the south. Okay. I'm gonna go in first and kind of just gingerly open the door. <laughs> what is Renair? Uh, that like, was his uh, He he is not a class. He is a uh, he is a swashbuckling NPC. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if I can check for traps or anything. Everybody can check can. for traps. It'll just be rolling your wisdom. So you okay, have a cool. record sheet for him if you alt click on him, but it's going to be a little different than you're used to. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, did that do it? Yeah, you would just click wisdom. Okay. And yeah. Cool. Seems good. Seems totally safe. Alright. I'm gonna gingerly open the door. <laughs> Where did you learn how to do that? <laughs> I had a really good friend once once upon a time. Boom, and the door opens, you see a uh, an old fireplace. Uh there's a soot stain. It's soot stained. There's a, a lidless iron cauldron hanging on an iron hook on its hearth. These kids really don't learn their lesson, do they? They're- Are there any children <laughs> in the cauldron? <laughs> uh, the floor is littered with uh, shards of broken glass, burned scraps of paper, twisted pieces of metal, and, and bird droppings. Uh, there is a uh, stone uh, staircase, uh, spiral staircase leading up, and that seems to be where the noises are coming from. Okay, let's go. Uh, yeah, Krizik, like, gets through the door, like, barely glances around to make sure there's no enemies, oh, and starts heading up the stairs. I'm right. coming, too. I'm following the little ones, because I don't want them getting messed up. Yeah, Krizik is not, I mean, obviously, y'all aren't thinking himself straight. at the moment, but he's very, like, subdued, and, like, he's got his sword in one hand, but it's, like, almost dragging on the floor behind him. Okay. That's gonna um, dull the blade. Be careful. <laughs> Alright, uh, give me one second, everybody. Something I did not want to populate. Why are you being like this? Not you guys. The are computer. <laughs> did it. And... Sorry, my token did not do what it's supposed to do. All right. Uh, so, uh, Krizik, you're the first one up the staircase, right? Yeah. 
check. What's I, I can't see both. What's oh, he uh, he he messaged. I was just thinking that about the sword too. Wait, hold on. Before before Chris goes up the stairs, I just you know I don't try to grab him. I just lay my hand on his shoulder, and I'm like, Chris, we just we just went through a lot. Let's let Renier go first. He has his wits about him. I would rather him go up the stairs first. Grizzik, do you allow this? I know or that you're mad you and heartbroken, but I'd, it's safer. Uh, I'll put my hand it, on the small of Rainier's back and say, uh, whatever you do, the team has your back. <laughs> <laughs> and I cast guidance in case there's a skill check. So who is going upstairs <laughs> first? Uh, is it Rainier or is I'm it I'm going first. Uh, I Krizik, Krizik is like no, I'm I'm the I first pick one in. you up and I move you behind me. Oh. Krizik will Krizik will like thrash like so. Right. Krizik well, is if you try to pick him up, window. Krizik will like thrash and it, he'll he won't swipe at you with the sword, but he will try to get out of your grasp. As you noisily make your way up into the <laughs> top level, you see uh, Merkliv. You'll never forget his face. Apparently, he drank a healing potion, and some of his hit points are back. Um, you see him standing on one end of this tower. He, he, you're on the other side, and this is a level up. You also see uh, the form of Squidly uh, being held as a hostage. Uh, you actually won't see him yet. You'll see him now uh, by a Kenku. And the, this is the same Kenku in his hand. You see the stone you've been searching for. Merkliv seems to be casting a spell. And he said he looks to he yells down towards the staircase. Don't interfere this time or I'll put you down for good. And then to the the uh, Kenku, he says, "Leave the boy. Don't think I won't kill him to get what I want." And with that, uh, I want to have uh, if Renair, uh, Renair and Krizik, if you can go on the two stair spaces. Sure. Uh, I think this is the lower one. We'll yeah, say. it don't matter. What we're going to do okay. is we're just going to treat that as difficult terrain, so you're going to have one less moving point. You won't need to move much. This is a tiny place, and we're going to roll yeah. initiative from this point. Okay. Remember, guys, if you die here, th- th- that's it. There's no coming back. Yeah. So. Um, what would I roll for initiative? Oh, so in your character uh, sheet? Dexterity. Oh, no, no, no. There's actually an initiative button. It says a oh, okay. d20 above it. Ah. Yep. Kenzie's playing a monster. Uh, it's oh. Renair, but they, they use a monster stat block. Ooh, 21. There you go. Boom. It's great. Um, oh, oh, it didn't take it because I didn't. You have to click, click on my the token. Do, yeah, you have to click on the token and then do it. Man. Sorry, didn't count. How come Merc loves Dex? I don't know why he has a tiebreaker on. No idea. That's weird. It's weird. It's all right. If he's got a higher Dex than three, then he's faster Let's than me. Fourteen. <laughs> His Dex is fourteen. Uh, oh, mine's sixteen. Then it's you okay. Go first. Give yourself a... If you can type it in there, can you give yourself a 12.5? Uh, sure. I don't, I don't know if it'll let you. There you go. And now we're all in there, yes? Mm-hmm. All right. Descending. Krizik, right behind Renair. <laughs> you guys get to go first. What would you like to do? You see wait. the murderer of your friend. I Wait, I thought Renair rolled a 21. But I didn't Did click, click on the, the token. token, so it didn't count. Oh, I see. Okay, all right. Um... Yeah, uh, Renair gets high enough that uh, Krizik can, like, sort of see 
Merklev, mm-hmm. uh, and he sees him like about to cast another spell. Okay. And there's there's no there's no coherent thought. It's just rage. All right. Um, so uh, you, what are you gonna do? Uh, so Krizik like twists one more time in Rainier's grasp, and he screams, "Let me go!" And he jumps. Uh, he jumps up and attacks Merkliv. All right. Uh, uh, while you're uh, getting ready rage. to attack, quick uh, attack from the um, Kenku as he slashes at you. 24 for four piercing. Uh, okay. Am I... So because the rage was a bonus action... You can take Does half. That... You can take half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you, yeah. So as you jump to get this, uh, the Kenku surprise at you, vaulting off the staircase, just managed to get a quick slash at you, but the pain doesn't even register as your focus is on Merkliv. Um. All right. And then you can go ahead and do your action. Uh. Yes. And I am attacking recklessly. Uh, mechanically and for flavor. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, here we go. That is a 16 for 6, and I'm going to... Well, does that hit? It does hit. It. Oh, sh- okay, shit, sorry. I'm... No, 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 I did the wrong button. My, my oh, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use my feet. Um, what's it called? Uh, Savage, Savage attacker. attacker, yeah, okay. to re-roll my damage. Um, oh, okay. So I'll just give so it six back. Yeah, it's one. It's one d ten plus five. So it's actually uh, thirteen damage. Oh, okay. So uh, you slash through. You see this um, arcane shield around him uh, as you hit. It just breaks through, and uh, you cut deep into his shoulder, causing him to scream out in pain. Renair, you're next. Okay, so I read up. I can do a multi-attack, is that mm-hmm. correct? A lot of them. Word. So I'm going to go for Merklov. Am I in a good... Yes, I am in a good spot. Okay. So I'm going to use my dagger first. Okay. Did I do it? Did it work? Um. I clicked it. Oh, there it is. Oh, I'm going to hit it twice. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, um. so the first one was the 17. I'll take the first one. That's still a hit, though. Okay, cool. So five damage for that, and then I get two attacks with my rapier. First attack. 20 for seven. Jesus, yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, actually, that's going to do it. Now, before... Yeah, you're going to kill him. You're going to kill him. Oh, and I got another 20. Yeah, he's already been (laughs) injured. Nice. You can, if you like. Do you want to deliver the killing blow, or do you want to set it up so I'm going to set it aside and give it to Krizik and Marv. Can I let Marv come up here? No, Kill him now. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to kill him now. So, Rainer, you you can't wait for Marv. He's still downstairs. Well, I mean, I'm behind them. Yeah, you're coming up the staircase. Yeah. But really, in this position, you guys have been kind of struggling up the staircase, and you're kind of double-teaming Merklin. Can I let Krizik do it? Yeah, so Krizik, you can just describe how this happens. Um, yeah, uh, okay, so, uh, I think, um, yeah, I think, so Krizik takes that first slash, uh, and it, like, cuts deep into his shoulder, uh, and almost at the same time, Rainier comes up behind him, and on one of the rapier attacks, uh, it like pierces the uninjured shoulder and sort of like 
pins him in place, and then on the back swing of Krizik's strike, he comes like back up and just he just slashes him in half, oh, and it man, it almost brutal. it almost follows the the first slash across the chest, like okay. it's just like straight across. It's like diagonally across his torso. Uh, and he's he's like fully in two pieces now. <laughs> so uh, does it like slowly slide off? Like it's still yeah, it's definitely like the cut. Just, yeah, and then he yeah. Fall, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. with that, Merklev falls dead with a surprised look on his face. Uh, and he, he, the last thing you hear him whisper is, "I was so close." Um, the Kenku uh, mimics the sound of a child screaming, the the child squealing in his hands, obviously trying to threaten that he will kill this child if you do an, if you try and do anything. Uh, Marv, it is your turn. Right, I'm gonna walk the up the stairs to right here, and I'm gonna look at him, and I'm gonna cast guiding bolt at his face. Uh, that works. If it's in the, if it's a ranged attack, you will have disadvantage. Well, aren't I? Okay. Oh, if you're can saying you're from the staircase? Yeah, just go ahead and do it then. That's fine. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I have more movement. I can get to a place where I'm not. Uh, it's range. either you do disadvantage or I give him partial cover for the awkward shot. Well, can I just finish my movement? Yeah. I've only moved five feet. Sure, sure. Knock yourself out. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to come right here. Okay. I think that's guy can bolt at him. That works. Uh, AC of 13. Watch. Uh, um, uh, oh, okay. He has a little bit of cover with uh, the boy. If you fumble, you will hit him. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast it at level two. Okay. So that is a thing. How do I never know? Fucking. Angel, are you eating strawberry pocky? Emotional support pocky. Yeah. <laughs> pocky friends. Hold on. Pocky pals. <laughs> this is what I'm snuffing on. It's a giant box. Oh my oh, god. That's, that's, not, that's not supposed to be 5d20. I'm sorry. I was trying to say a d20 plus 5. <laughs> That'll hit. Excellent. Uh, man. I'm. Uh, and then I think at fourth level it's four d six. At second level it's I cast it. Okay. So, While you're getting those dice ready, uh, these target the second level is five d six. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I was gonna say I've used that enough as Kimmer. I should know. <laughs> and he gets no save. It's just an attack. So he's hit. It's an, yeah, yeah. This it's is a, just an attack roll. Let's do a, it. It's a spell attack. Yeah. And then I don't get my bonuses or anything like that. It's just 5d6. Okay. Okay. Yes. I'm good at spell casting. Holy shit. <laughs> so you see this, this rage uh, fill up with Marv. You see his eyes begin to glow as this bolt shoots out of his hand with more ferocity than you've ever seen. And the Kenku is disintegrated around uh, Squidly, who falls to the ground. All that's left is his cloak as he, as he uh, dies. Um... Uh, uh, you hear this thunk as something heavy hits the floorboards of the or the the stone floor of the tower. Um, Squilly looks up to you with uh, with relief, and then he looks towards these uh, pointy things. See what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those are arrow slits, and he points towards one. He says, "Look out!" And through the arrow slits come these rather small. Um, 
grapefruit-sized beholders. Oh, God. Ooh. Uh, no matter what happens with this roll, uh, they're taking their turn to get in here, so Mattel, you do get to take your turn, and then they're in initiative. So, Natel, what would you like to do? Alright, um... I'm going to... Alright, how many... How much movement is going to take for me to get upstairs? Uh, just count those spots as rough terrain. You don't have to count double for Renair. So, five... Okay. Ten... Let's say fifteen feet and you're up. Okay. Um, so, fifteen... I'm going to go here. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to cast Flame Blade. Sweet. Um, okay. So, and I'm going to attack this grazer. Okay. So that's a nine, and then it's my... Melee spell is would that just be my spell cast proficiency to add on to it? No, the melee if it's a melee or sorry, your spell attack modifier uh, should be on your sheet. Okay. So your spell attack modifier is six. It's a plus six. Mm-hmm. So that's a fifteen. That does hit. Alright, and it's three D six. Sixteen points of damage. Awesome. So, uh, running up, uh, seeing just the, the chaos around you uh, and the rage of, of your fallen friends, you just cleave this gazer in half, and he splashes against the wall like a water balloon. Super dead. Super oh, good. Dead. Okay. Good job. Uh, anything else? Um, I think I have a little bit of movement left. Free to use it. So. I'm going to just come over here. Okay, while you're doing just that, I'm going to resort the initiative now that the gazers are in it. Uh, Krizik, you are up. Oh, okay. Um, Krizik will... Um, Krizik will get to here. Okay. Uh, and he'll sort of, like... He'll grab, like, as he's passing, like, as he's passing by, he's almost trying to, like, trade spots with Squidly to okay. get him away from the gazer, and he'll, uh, grab Squidly's shirt and be like, get downstairs, stay there, and sort of, like, push him towards the stairs. Uh, he, he stumbles and, and runs around. down the stairs. Yeah, and then he'll turn around and attack the gazer. Let's do it. Um, once again, attacking, um, yeah, attacking recklessly. Okay. Uh, Unfortunately, 11 to hit. That is not going to hit. You swing and he just bobs out of the way uh, as you spent too much time talking to Squidly trying to get him safe. Uh, Did not, weren't able to uh, focus on the gazer. Uh, The gazer next to Natel is going to go next. Uh Oh, I have to roll randomly. That's right. These guys, these guys be rando. They, they have rando. Uh, They're wild. Wild, wild eyes. Uh, two of the following magical eyes at random. We will choosing one or two targets. It can see when it's, it's everybody. Okay, so his first one. He uses telekinetic ray. 
Uh, he has one, two, three, four, five. No, he only has four targets because uh, this little boy has run downstairs. Uh, I'm going to roll 1d4 to see who I hit, starting with uh, Natel and going counterclockwise. Uh, that's going to be... That's Natel. So, Natel, you need to make a... Are you medium or large? Uh, I think I'm only medium. Okay. You're medium. You medium. count as large for carrying. Uh, yeah. gotcha. So, uh, yeah. you have to make a strength saving throw as you feel your body being okay. pulled up by his telekinetic ray. Nope, never mind. He isn't able to lift you up. You see him, like, vibrating <laughs> with struggle as he's trying to, like, <laughs> mentally lift I just kind of look down at him and, like, really? <laughs> You're doing a staring contest with a mini beholder? That's great. <laughs> uh, and then with that, Renair, you're next. Okay, so I am going to go ahead and at the gazer that's trying to mess with um, Natal. Okay. I'm going to question. Yep. Um, the multi-attack, it, it works with a thrown dagger as well? Uh, it does not say it does Oh, doesn't. I know, because then I'll have to go, I have to go up there to hit him with a rapier anyway. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Might as well just run up and do the full-on. Might as well just run up. Yeah, right. so, mm-hmm. actually, since Marv's up there with Natal, I'm going to go to the gazer with Krizik. Okay. This dude. Yep. And that was not the button I wanted to hit. So you, you just saw Renair, uh, or so you just saw Krizik uh, miss his attack against the gazer. You're trying to um, catch him Back up him before up. he can recuperate. Uh, yep. That yeah, Jesus, Renair's Damn. a beast. Yeah, I am big hitty boy today. I love this. <laughs> Damn! Holy shit! <laughs> First nat twenty. <laughs> okay, with God. that, uh, you you, okay, okay, there we go. you 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 thrust your rapier forward and you pop him, and he just like. Like explodes. <laughs> it's nasty. Uh, there's only it. one left. Marv, it's your turn. Can you do it? Uh, well, we'll certainly try with uh, pick tactics. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and I. Uh, I said I'm sick of you little shits. <laughs> and I will uh, pick tactics. Uh, Twenty-four for five. Yep, that hits. Tiamat really wants me to kill this thing. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it again. Four for five. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, wow. He is uh, barely alive. He, his, like, central eye has been stabbed and is just oozing all over his small body. Uh, Natel. All right, so I'm filled with, like, not quite, like, maternal rage, but, like, mom friend rage. Okay. And <laughs> I, um, I. Maternal adjacent. <laughs> Maternal adjacent there rage. Yes, that's the name of this episode. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm just going to try to cut him open with my flame blade. Fantastic. So for for, for you. And hopefully I hit. All right, so that's a yes. uh, dirty. Tw- oh, that's a twenty-one to hit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That hits. How much damage do you? Three d six. Oh Jesus! Killing it uh, seven damage. With that, you swing your flame blade, and it catches into the gazer, slashing him, instantly cauterizing the wound as the uh, grapefruit-sized body just slams into the ground with a wet slop. And with that, all the gazers have been killed. 
Okay. Just, like, guys, we just under her breath, and the towel is just muttering like, "No one else, no one else, no one else." <laughs> like while she was attacking. Yeah. Right. Uh, as I soon as all of the enemies are dead, Krizik like sort of like fall. He like falls out of the rage, and he's almost immediately back to like just like completely sort of like despondent and like almost unresponsive but like his foot kicks the rock where it fell when the kinku was disintegrated okay and he like picks it up and he's like so this was it huh so uh i am a bad gm and i'm i forgot to upload a picture of this so i'm going to send it to you now just give me a quick sec okay um i'm gonna step on the remains of uh the, the little gazers just like squish them yep they make a satisfying pop it's like stepping on uh like <laughs> seedlings when you're <laughs> when you're outside okay so uh let me go ahead and uh place this here so you can uh, see it uh it's oh that's it's a very strange looking item. Uh, it's definitely hard stone, but it mm. has these three, uh, what's the word? Just, they make you uncomfortable. These strange eyes looks to be. Um, that is the weirdest loaf of bread. Yeah, yeah that's just a baguette. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a moldy loaf of bread that someone left out. He said it was a hard you know, rock. The baguettes are already typically It, it, it is, hard. it's a very yeah, French yeah. baguette. Um, it says you hold on to this evil baguette uh, with these <laughs> three apparently almost look like eyes and you, you can feel them like bear into you uh, as you say this is it huh you think you see the middle one blink whatever and he like puts it in a pack <laughs> alright and he's and like he doesn't look at anybody he just starts heading back down the stairs to check on uh, Squidly Squidly is cowering in the corner near the fireplace. Okay. Can you um, get away from the fire, please? He's hiding in the pot. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so we, all, we all head back down. That's, that's an interesting way to process trauma. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's what I know. <laughs> um, Krizik sees him uh, in the pot for some reason. Wait, He's did like, he crawl into the pot? Yes. yes. <laughs> I thought he was just cowering by the fire. I changed my mind. I like this better. <laughs> uh, you look so stressed out. <laughs> I'm trying to be so serious, but Chris is over here being a funny man. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. It's just, can we take him back to the house? Can we yeah. Krizik is like, Krizik is like, the, the, the necromancer and the Kenko are dead. Come on, let's go. Yeah, I'll I'll walk over to the cauldron and I'll like I'll hold up my hand like come on, we're going to take you back to Nat Nat and Jinx. Let's go back to our house. All right. So um, at this point, it's getting to be closer to to dawn as you make your way back to the house. You see uh, Troll Skull Manor in front of you. Um, as you enter, uh, you do see Floon. Uh, he's there. He he looks up as soon as you enter. He's like, Oh, thank God you're safe. They brought Valtrea. And your, your friends to the the house of the Holy Hands. They they hope uh, they'll be able to recover her soon. I just didn't know where else to wait. And he embraces Renair. Okay. Mm. 
now that they've brought we've brought um squidly home i just i look to marva chris and like i'm going to head to the what is it called falcon the place no 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 oh the holy hands yeah yeah um okay that's uh i just like do you guys want to head over to the temple yeah i will come later this i need to go get something now as uh you're discussing where you're going to go you do notice that um the construct you left laying on its side looking out uh, of the hole that was drilled into the floor is now sitting at the bar wait i don't think this is weird because i've never seen it functioning doesn't appear to be it looks as still as it was before Krizik like looks back and back and forth because he's like, no, I move, I put that thing on the floor, uh, and and then he like looks over to like behind the bar and he's like, Liff, Liff, did you did you move the thing? Bloon looks at you curiously. Who who are you talking to? The ghost. There's a ghost who lives in the house. He's he's fine. Yeah, he's our ghost bartender. Told you that before I waited here housekeeper. He won't hurt you. He, he might well, throw. Hey, he might throw a tank at you. He might that's throw. Fine. Yeah, a glass. It, just, yeah, be just be clean. Be, just pick be up prepared to duck. Uh-huh. Yeah, the place looked pretty, pretty good when I got here. Actually, was the thing sitting there when you got here? Thing. The the golden man. The nimble right. The nimble right. Oh yeah, yeah, I figured he was a decoration. He was sitting here when I got here. Okay. Well. I'm sort of like going to bed. Krizik <laughs> is like, Krizik is like a little frustrated now. He goes over to the bar and like, is there like dust or anything on the like the countertop of the bar? Uh, so you you sit on the bar, you take the stone and uh, you slam it down on the table. You notice all its eyes are closed now, uh, hmm. and there's actually no dust. It looks like someone dusted recently, which is strange. Yeah, um, Krizik sort of, like, looks, he looks, like, up and down the bar, like, as if he's gonna see Lyf standing there, <laughs> um, but, but he says, he's, he says again, he's like, Lyf! Lyf, did, did you move the nimble right? There doesn't seem to be any response. Alright, yeah, uh, he, he just, like, shrugs, and he's like, okay, whatever, and he turns back to Natal, uh, and he's like, holy hands? Yes, let's go, I don't even have, I, I, I just look at it, and I'm like, no, and then I turn back around and leave. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, I am going to, uh, head down into the cellar, where I sleep, and okay. where also Sneezeward sleeps, slept. Uh, and uh, as uh, as I pass by where uh, he sleeps, uh, I'm uh, going to uh, 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 pull out just the same dead rat I have and leave it uh, on his bed. And then I'm going to go to my hole uh, that I've dug, and I've sort of dug into the ground underneath the wall, into the ground, and like I have like a weird little cavern that I sleep in now. Uh, and that's where I, I, I'm just going to sleep. <laughs> okay. I, I want to go and see them, but I, I, I need time. I need, I need time. Uh, Renair, uh, Floon, uh, is sort of, you know, glad you're okay and looking towards you as to what you want to do. He looks tired. Oh, 
Oh, you're, you're muted. Yeah. I'm go. muted. Do this every time. The silent treatment, but I didn't drink that much this time. Need <laughs> <laughs> water. Um, so you said Flune looks tired? Or he I does. Tired? He does. Uh, you can't tell okay. her whether it's just worry for you. You're definitely the more adventurous type, and he is the more domesticated of the pair. Uh, so he likes it when you're home. But okay. You're, you know. So cute. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go help them. It'll be okay. You stay here and watch the orphans. Or go home. Whatever works for you. But I'm going to go out with them. I, I suppose I can take them home. Uh, should I meet you back at our place, or are we going to meet back here? You're going to take the kids to our place? No, I was going to take them home, wherever that is. Right, kids? They're like, well... I don't think they have a home. They I don't have a home. They're orphans. Honey, are we having this topic right now? <laughs> oh, no. Well, why couldn't they stay here? Are you, uh, I thought they weren't a couple. <laughs> Floon and Renair are... are, are they're, they're, they're not, not a couple. Oh, they're, no, they're not, not a couple. Okay. Yeah, we're not yeah. Couple. in denial. Well, <laughs> they just haven't I made gotcha. it official. Yeah. They're, they're friendos with benefitos, but yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all read that fanfiction they end up together in the end with the <laughs> orphans they adopt the orphans <laughs> just let him stay here we still have that big plot upstairs it's fine all right can you just stay here with the kids make sure they don't run off and break a- anything absolutely. uh i won't let them out of my sight perfect i'll meet you back here and then we can dunk kids the kids on the, the other people and we'll be good all right sounds good so with that, you head uh, down the streets. Dawn is just breaking. You see some merchants starting to set up their stalls uh, as you head towards the Holy Hands Temple, which looms in front of you. It's always been a welcoming sight, as it's just non-denominational. Anyone's welcome and healing. It's basically the, the, the first aid clinic of Waterdeep. So uh, you head uh, inside. Some of the acolytes direct you to your friends. Um, you see the bodies of uh, Thotsy and Krizik uh, as they've been uh, no. positioned... Oh, sorry, no, no, Sneezewort, sorry, my mistake. (laughs) Sneezewort and Thotsy, they're uh, lying on slabs. It looks like the Acolytes have cleaned them up, preparing them for for burial. Um, They haven't done anything to the corpses. Uh, Thotsy is, nope, damn it. Altrea is lying uh, on basically a stretcher. There's a couple of clerics uh, tending to her needs. Uh, she's still unconscious, but you see, uh, like her chest slowly rise with with breath. She, she, she's still alive. She's just unresponsive. What would you like to do? Uh, Chris, okay. I feel like. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, Krizik, I think would sort of like um, walk past Valtrea and like I think like just like gently like pat her hand like if he can if he can reach it like through the clerics um but then he'll just go and he'll stand and stare at where Sneezewort is laying covered he looks peaceful uh Natel <laughs> alright um so have the have the clerics finished treating Beltrea? Yes. Uh, they look to you and say, we've done what we can. It's up to her now. Okay. Um, what, okay, at this point I feel like Krizik and I are both exhausted. We have... Yeah. Um, 
so I look at Krizek and I'm like, I need... Uh, Marv is resting. I need to rest. You need to rest. And then tomorrow, we maybe we sleep for a while. And we can figure out how we want to honor Sneezewort and Thoughtsy. And we need to contact their families, too. But you and I need to rest. <laughs> um... Krizik, I think, uh, when you, when you mentioned like contacting their families, Krizik looks up at you and he's like, I'll, I'll go talk to Sneezeworth's family. Okay. Um, does Sneezeworth have a lot of family in Waterdeep? Yeah, his parents, his parents are still in, in the city. Okay. Yeah. What are, where are Thoughtsy's parents or family? We, I mean, I out of character i don't know uh Me i don't did. i don't think i ever made her a family because <laughs> okay well, she just did sprang she... into existence honestly yeah. was Thoughtsy like religious did she follow a specific god i don't know she was haunted by ghosts okay time, all right okay we never yeah. got into that but we'll probably just try to put her at okay we'll just cremate her. her as best we can yeah <laughs> all right like yeah. a viking so, cremation um, Okay. So, as I see Krizik leave, um, I look down to Veltrea and I just climb into bed with her and I hold her. And I tell her um, that I still need her and that she needs to stay. Okay. Um, it might be your imagination, but as you uh, just hold Veltrea's hand, just looking over the body, you think you feel a, a soft squeeze. Uh, but it might have just been your imagination. Might be your your fatigue playing tricks on you. Okay, and I will just stay here, and I will cuddle with Feltrea for however long we decide we need to rest. So uh, the acolytes say, uh, "Please, uh, if if anything comes, we'll, we'll send someone right away, uh, or we can at least try to make you more comfortable." No. Very well. So, Krizik, are you heading back to the manor on your own, or what are you doing? Um, you said it's approaching dawn? Yeah, probably not the best way to start someone's day. You also have not rested. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, you see Natel uh, standing over Valtre, or, or at least kneeling next to uh, her bed. Uh, Natel looks I, I got in there with her. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, as best yeah, as I could. So I see... Do I see Krizik, like, waver? Like, I look at Krizik and I'm like... Uh, it's not that big of a bed. This is more of a medical stretcher. <laughs> it's not a king-sized stretcher. I on top of me. <laughs> Let's make our own stone of galore. No, so, yes. Yeah, so. I am the bed now. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, no, I think... Uh, I think Krizik... Uh, will just sort of like shake his head and turn and leave. Um, All right, as you turn and leave, Renair jumps over and immediately flops into. The- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I got time. Uh, no, I think before before Krizik goes home, he will. I think that Krizik will use the sewer entrance by the manor. Okay and go down into the sewers and um I'm trying to think 
I think he'll he'll pull out his trumpet. Okay. And start quietly playing his half of a duet. All right. That oh, him and Sneeze were probably played. And at it's some sort point. of going to echo underneath the yeah, streets. Like it, uh, it, it echoes. Right. I think it. He he's trying to play quietly, uh, and it's very somber. Like it's usually like a very jaunty, like probably like some kind of jig or like a dance. Um, but he's playing it uh, a lot slower than it's meant to be. Um, okay. And like on the last note, it just sort of echoes and one after it's entirely faded i think then krizik will go back up and into the manor and go to bed none of that was needed for my soul <laughs> you're welcome uh, you're fucking good at this Seb. i don't like you anymore i'm <laughs> deleting you off facebook <laughs> listen oh. when i say that i have been thinking of almost nothing but this session for yeah. the last week i'm not joking <laughs> Uh, I got pretty jazzed once I figured I could play a little bit. I'm excited. I, so after Krizik leaves, I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to completely forget about Floon, by the way. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go to my office, like to my house, to the office, and I'm going to start like researching and trying to find out who Sneezewort's parents are so I can get an address okay. and get everything ready for Krizik in the morning. Um Yes, you can absolutely do that. How uh, this would be a little out of character. He would probably get hire someone to do it. He's yeah, but I'm like full of like rage still. Okay, sure. Like they were my friend. Like so, I go yeah. and completely like this is what I need to do, and I, I go ahead and do all the leg work. <laughs> Firemail says true. thanks for playing sneeze ward off, Krizik. If only he'd still be there to make everyone else's ears bleed with his crank harp. <laughs> oh, that's Jack. So Renair moves over towards. Is that Jack? It is. Jack. I, it's got to be. It? Oh, nice. So with that, um, uh, Renair departs, looking for leads to find uh, Sneezewort's parents. Krizik, you're heading back to the manor house. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think he probably gets back and sees Floon and the kids still sitting there. I'm sure Floon is trying like almost unsuccessfully to keep their attention because they're children uh <laughs> so you you op- you get head to the manor house expecting yeah. to see floon and the children however when you open the door standing directly in front of the door is nim's nimble right uh and he's pointing towards oh. the bar uh, he's immobile but standing in that position pointing towards the bar as you look past him you see floon uh standing there, uh, standing exceptionally tall with a vacant look in his eyes. In his hand you see the Stone of Galore. Ah, fuck. <laughs> the kids are over. Um, you just got a brand new cauldron, and they've all hidden in the cauldron. And uh, Oh my god! <laughs> all three of them just they in this all, cauldron. This it's a really a big huge cauldron. cauldron. And um, um, you see uh, um, Floon's eyes roll back in his head. And in a deep uh, voice that is not his own, he says, Three keys to find the dragons. Just go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Oh, God, I'm trying to. Marv, you hear shouting from upstairs. Do you yell, go the fuck to sleep? <laughs> I, I uh, yeah, I just bang on the ceiling. No, I, I think, I'll go I upstairs. Cr- if, I, if I hear things, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go like, What's going on? 
Yeah. Uh, it's Christy- been too long up a day. <laughs> Dude, it's morning. How many people are going to knock on the door? I've already changed <laughs> my hit points. What the fuck is the problem? Uh, I think Krizik, like, keeping, keeping like, kind half an eye on the nimble right, uh, he, like, edges past it and, like, further into the house, and he looks... Staring at the staring at Flume, he addresses Nat, Squidly, and Jenks, and he's like, "What? What happened?" You're like, uh, he just he touched the stone that was on the bar, and he started talking uh, in, in another voice. The strange metal say? man at the bar. He he stood up and started moving towards the door just as you came in. What what is he? What has Flume been saying? Something about dragons and uh, three keys. It's it's all very strange. It seems to have taken over his body. With uh, that, as you're contemplating it, you hear him say, Royal Blood, Shape Changer, and the third thing. <laughs> no, not the third. Where is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, and uh, uh, construct. And then he starts saying those three things over and over. Construct, royal blood, shape changer. Three keys to the dragons. Okay. Sorry, I'm trying to make sure I have this right down. Uh, Okay. Um, Krizik will... I'm trying to think. I think Krizik is just going to run up and try to... Like, he grabs, like, a rag that Lyft left on the... On the, um... His mug wiping. bar top. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, and he tries... And he tries to, like, grab the stone from Flume. Uh, as you approach him, he starts levitating a good six inches off the ground. And his voice That's deepens. Full of a tuck. Marv, you're seeing this happen in front of you, uh... Yeah, I'm seeing if I can do a thing. I have to see if it's something that I'm allowed on my clerics list. Um, yeah, basically, Krizik is going to, like, grab the rag and try to, like, grapple, uh, Flune to get the stone away. Like, he'll hop on, like, he'll jump up onto the bar, like, the the bar counter. Okay. And if, like, if Flune starts floating out of reach, he'll jump up there and, like, try to grab him. Go ahead and roll a grapple check, so it's going to be your athletics. Sure. Um, not an advantage because I'm not raging currently. No, don't kill Floon. Uh, Renero will be very upset. Yeah, he doesn't seem it. Uh, uh, seems and it's just right. a it's just a straight athletics. Yes. Okay. That was an eleven. All right, as you jump onto the back of uh, the floating Floon, <laughs> that's fun to say. Uh, it's almost <laughs> like hitting a, a stone statue. He's completely immobile. His muscles seem to be locked in almost like a, a rigor. Uh, you're unable to uh, do anything to him. It seems like it's not even like lowering him back down to the ground. Mark, um, what would you like to do? Uh, while uh, Krizik is holding him, uh, I will uh, like hop up on the counter and just touch him, and I will cast protection from evil and good. Okay, uh, that might so do something. You you cast that spell, and uh, as it as it sort of envelops him, 
uh, his eyes uh, begin to refocus. Uh, they're no longer roll back in his head. He uh, slowly lowers to the ground, and uh, he looks around, sort of bewildered. He sees the stone in his hand, and he drops it and moves away from it. He's like, ah, I saw it. Uh-huh. What, what did you see? Very tired. Okay. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Krizik is, like, angry and frustrated now. He, like, he grabs Floon... I guess, like, he grabs, like, his shirt sleeves and he, like, shakes him and he's like, what? Tell us what you saw! So, I, it was, it was terrible. It was, all I saw at first was strange eyes in the, in the water and, 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 and I felt like I had a, a extra, li- like, like tentacles emanating from me. And as I, as this sort of, this vision cl- cleared, I saw... I saw where it was. I saw where the vault is. I know where. I know where. I know where Never Ember's dragons are. Okay. Well, write it down somewhere. I just. So all I know forget. is. Now I know why everyone's searching for the stone. It tells you what you need to enter. We need royal blood, a, a construct, and a shifter. Yeah, we you you were spouting that shit when it was like possessing you. We we got that. Yeah, yeah that's uh, great. Where's this uh, thing? It's it's right below in the sewers. I, I know exactly where it is. It's right oh, in the castle. Oh, what's in the sewers? Just that's I know, great. But I know exactly where because the DM read that part of the manual, and now he knows. No, where no. Hey, look, I'm not. I, it's fine that you don't know exactly where it is. I just it's in the sewers. That's where everything seems to be. <laughs> Hold on, let me go outside and knock on your door, and then I'll tell you where it is. <laughs> yes, please wake us up again. <laughs> so, All right, well, yeah, that's that's fine. We'll we'll, we'll figure it out. I, We'll figure it out sometime. We have the stone now. We're not trying to be assholes, but it's been a really long, awful day, (laughs) and our friends are dead, and you are just possessed, and this fucking robot is moving again, and I don't know where our ghost is. A couple of my friends are in the hospital. You have to understand that I don't care right now that this rock is fucking talking to you. That's so. Oh that's so great. Marv is so mad. Uh, so, uh, with that, he looks like he's like. I think the best thing we do is is go to sleep. Yes, I think so too. So maybe, with that, and I don't. This is just for future, uh, for your own good, for the future. Don't touch shit that isn't you don't know about and it isn't yours. I was hungry. I thought it was a baguette. So with that, the uh, the camera <laughs> oh, begins. No, to... I understand. Then I get it. No, that's fair. Totally Glad fair. I didn't bite it. So with that, the camera pans out on Trolls Call Manor. Uh, the characters just wanting to go to bed. The strange clues dropped in their laps. Uh, Natel uh, keeping warm with Valtrea, hoping her friend revives soon. Uh, Krizik uh, looking down in the cellar where Sneezer used to sleep, and then goes up to his. Uh, fancy bed, seeing the the sort of disposition between the way the two goblins have lived. Uh, Renair uh, pouring himself over books, trying to find records of Sneezewort's family. And with that, we're going to end tonight. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Table House Podcast. Be sure to visit us at tablehousepodcast.com, leave us an iTunes review, or visit us on social media at Table House Podcast. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and email us your feedback and questions to tablehopspodcast at gmail.com. And remember, good beers, good games, great great times. times!